This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Luke is cool immediately because on Twitter... His handle is Luke Skywalker 11. That sounds great, but not everyone has a great nickname. As you know, Chelsea, what's the worst nickname? Doesn't have, I know you don't have any nicknames. People are just lucky to get your name right and say Chelsea instead of Chelsea. But have you ever heard, could be a gamer handle, could be an email address, but someone that you knew that had a really bad nickname? I'm pretty sure most males that were like raised in the South had some kind of nickname. Cause I remember in high school, like every single guy that like played on the football team, like you didn't know his actual name. Uh, there was yeah. this one guy that they named him toots, which I think oh, okay. was them making fun of him for like, I don't know, like being feminine or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure it was very on PC, but to this day, like he goes by toots. And I still don't know his actual name because everybody calls him Toots. No. I, it, well, I have two friends. My friend James, when we worked in a grocery store together in high school, and I don't remember how he got this name, but everyone started calling him Bird Nuts, which is really funny. Like even, <laughs> oh, like, even over the loudspeaker, because remember, this is a small Texas town, and the guy that sort of was our boss, and he was a lifer, and and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but he would do – whatever he could do to make the job fun. So he would get on like the loudspeaker at the grocery store and be like, bird nuts, come to the back, please. Bird nuts. And it was so weird. People would be like, Bert, like, what is that? And then I had a friend of mine to this day and he's known as Tudor. And I was like, why in the world would, would you want to be called Tudor? His real name was Randall and he was definitely a country boy, but there were times when there was a couple of years there where Tudor would come in and tell stories that would, they seem like tall tales, but he was so country and he out in the middle of nowhere. So nobody knew if they were true. Like I remember specifically one morning in junior high sitting there and Tudor walks in and he goes, you guys aren't going to believe what I did last night. And we're like, what is it, Tudor? I roped a deer. I roped a deer. I was like, uh, I don't know, man. Like maybe you went deer hunting, but I don't know if Tudor ever roped a deer. So let's bring in Luke and find out how he got this cool nickname, probably from playing basketball at Louisville. He is, of course, an analyst on the ACC Network and co-host of The Drive on 93.9 FM in Louisville Tuesday and Wednesday from 3 to 6. Luke, good morning. Am I right about this nickname of yours on Twitter? So good morning. Thanks for having me on. Um, you're right about guys in the South. I think every one of my good friends, as I'm thinking through them, has a some kind of nickname: Peanut, Hurricane, right. Oatmeal. I got I got them all. Mine uh, was uh, Oatmeal. actually yeah. We, there, a long story there, but uh, you know it comes from experience. And when you're, you're friends with these guys forever, it's just something comes up. Um, everybody thinks that I'm a big Star Wars fan because of, of Luke Skywalker, but it's actually 
from David Skywalker Thompson, one of the best ACC players of oh. all time. I went to a camp NC when State. I was young, and I saw – that's right, NC State. I saw David Thompson, and he did a, um, a, a talk at the camp and stayed around and watched, and his nephews were there. And he was actually one of the first guys that ever – really gave me a belief I was going to play at a high level. I was going to get to college and play. I was probably 11 or 12 at the time, and uh, he just saw something in me and made one comment, and the rest is history. Hell yeah, an NC State reference on the show. I am an NC State graduate, so uh, I definitely know who that is. All right, so let's talk about the tournament a little. And before we go into exact matchups, uh, you were the most outstanding player uh, in the 2013 NCAA tournament. So you should know about some of the X factors that go into the tournament. What do you think is something that goes into these games that us normies do not know about, whether it be experience, whether it's, you know, playing on different rims or just matchups? What's something that you notice uh, that's not on the stat sheet? Well, I think number one, I'll say, I, I, I think, Taking into account what seed you are and how you did in your conference tournaments is kind of key. I've been the number one overall seed. I've been a four seed twice, and I've been an eight seed in the NCAA tournament. I I played in college for about 40 years, actually. And so I I think when you look at matchups, you try and look at how styles play into it. We always talk about how it's so matchup-driven in the tournament. But when you look at teams that are an offensive powerhouse versus teams that are a defensive powerhouse, you, you had that really in the Pitt-Mississippi uh, State game last night. You know, I always favor really good offense and good defense versus really good defense and just okay or good offense. I think in the tournament, everybody is playing so intense, the defense usually picks up you still have to be able to score the basketball. So I would say, just like how that game played out yesterday, and I didn't expect Pittsburgh to have the, the injuries with their center or uh, Jamarius Burton to be in foul trouble the whole game, but it still played out that Pittsburgh was able to win because they're a team that really shoots the basketball well, can get up and down, can score a lot of points against a team in Mississippi State that wants to grind it out, make it a rock fight, and, and have a game in the 50s probably. Luke, this is a question that we've asked, and I don't want to say struggled with, but I think it's a curious one, and certainly you would have a a lot of knowledge about it. But when you talk about going through a gauntlet of a conference schedule where you're playing a lot of difficult games and and it's a strong conference from top to bottom, does that prepare you for the tournament? It certainly helps you, but can there get to a point where you're a little bit worn out from a long season and playing these close games, and then you sort of have to try to refresh before the tournament? Well, I I think it depends. You know, um, last year in the ACC Mm -hmm. tournament, you had a team like Virginia Tech go on kind of an improbable run and win the conference tournament. They're only the second team to win four in four days because in the ACC tournament, you can get a double bye or just a bye, and teams just don't win when they have to play those extra games. I thought Virginia Tech was one of the hottest teams in the country, but I think they got worn out having to play Duke in that final, having to play Carolina in the semis. I think they just were gassed. On the other side of that, I think when you look at a team like Alabama and you see how they were able to dominate in their conference tournament, you got to be able to think they're going to take that momentum and roll right into the NCAA tournament. So I think if you're an underdog, and especially you're a team without a ton of depth, you go in and, and you play your best basketball in the conference tournament, you might look at that as a negative. But if you're one of the top dogs, 
and you went out and handled business in your conference tournament and you got, you know, in Alabama's case, the number one overall seed because of how you looked in the conference tournament over, say, Kansas, who lost by 20 to Texas in the Big 12 tournament, or uh, Houston, who got smoked by Memphis in their conference tournament. I think you can look at Alabama and say that's a great thing, and I'd look at some of those others and say, eh, that's probably a bad thing for those teams. We're talking with Luke Hancock, analyst on the ACC Network. So naturally, we have to ask about some ACC teams. A lot of people really like Duke because it's a team that's gotten red hot down the stretch, but they've underperformed for most of the season. Which Duke team do you think shows up? That's a great question. Uh, You know, what John Shire was able to do in his first year, I think, is so very impressive. Um, You've got a team that, number one, had to battle through a lot of injuries. I think that pays dividends down the stretch here because somebody like Tyrese Proctor, a freshman, who when Jeremy Roach is out, there's nowhere to hide. You know, when he makes a mistake, coaches who have a luxury of having depth at the, in the backcourt, they take a freshman out, they sit him on the bench after a bad turnover or, or a bad stretch with some tough shots, and they, they you know, walk them through, hey, this is what we really need, this is what you, your mistakes. With Tyrese Proctor, there was nowhere to hide. He just had to stay out there as their only ball handler. Now, at the time, they're losing some games probably because of that. But now, as he's gotten those battle scars, I think that's when freshmen really grow up. And so there's multiple positions with this Duke team where they battled through injuries or some adversity, didn't have as many bodies to sub out, so those guys had to play through it. Dariq Whitehead is certainly one of those cases. And now I think they've, they've all come together. There's a bit of continuity developing. Um, and they, they just don't look like freshmen anymore. And then I'll add the way they play defense in the ACC tournament. You know, they, they weren't, you know, number one seed. They were a four seed. And so to beat a, a tough, gritty Pittsburgh team that got a win in the NCAA tournament yesterday, to beat Miami the way they did, and then to beat a Virginia team who the night before was red hot against Clemson, they kind of went through the gauntlet themselves. And I think they performed really well. But, you know, the metrics love their offense. They're not in love with their defense. They're still pretty good. But I think that's lagging because their defense down the stretch here, ever since that bad call at Virginia, they've won nine straight, I think, ten straight. And uh, the defense is what's really impressed me with this Duke team. Luke, who is the team besides the obvious candidates like a Houston or a Purdue or a UCLA? You can go down the list here. But who's a team that, that you think is really good that maybe isn't right at the top of our consciousness that you think could do some damage here? Well, I'm going to choose two from the ACC, and I think we just talked about Duke, and you'd be crazy at the five seed down there not to look at them and think, you know, this really sets up well in terms of their path and their bracket. When I first got on the call here, I heard uh, you guys talking about Purdue a little bit. You know, they are leaking oil, and that's a team that's going to be vulnerable, and people are going to see them, and and the fact that they are leaking oil and say this is our chance, and they're going to get everyone's best shot. Uh, especially when you have National Player of the Year, uh, Zach Eady, on that roster. They're going to want to go after them. Uh, So I think Duke's path is probably a little bit easier. Um, I think that's probably the weakest region, in my opinion. Um, And then another one uh, from the ACC, and this really depends on injuries. And and I'll just reference, there are lots of injuries in this tournament you have to pay attention to when you're filling out your bracket. Everybody from Houston with Marcus Sasser, who's day-to-day, Iowa State, 
Uh, just uh, got a guy off the team a couple weeks ago. Um, another one is Miami. That's a team I love. Their guard play is fantastic. They've got the ACC Player of the Year in Isaiah Wong. In my opinion, the best glue guy in the country. I think it's Jordan Miller. And then I think it's Jaime Jaquez at UCLA. Uh, both those teams, you know, Clark for UCLA and uh, North Chad O'Meara for Miami. If he plays, I love Miami to make a run. If he doesn't, that's maybe not their best player, but probably their most important player in terms of they have depth in the backcourt, not a lot of depth in the in the front court, and he's a big, maybe not a seven foot big, but I call him a brick wall because anybody who tries to back him down in the post just goes nowhere. He's just strong as an ox. So uh, I would love Miami to make a run uh, if they if their big is ready to play and healthy. The best news Jim Laranega got this week is that they're not playing until Friday. All right, Luke, we only have a couple minutes left, so I'll ask you, point blank, who do you think wins it all? You know, we talked about uh, those conference tournaments and who can make a run, and from what I saw in the SEC tournament, um, I think Alabama's going to be right there. They um, have all the pieces to the puzzle. They've got guards that are playing well and veteran guards. Um, They've got a a do-it-all in Brandon Miller. They can really make shots from the perimeter. Um, get to the rim. They're physical. They're deep. Uh, I think Alabama looks like the best team in the country going into the tournament. That being said, it's been such a round robin at the top. You know, uh, the last number one overall seed to win the NCAA tournament was me and uh, our Louisville Cardinals in 2013, and that feels like 100 years ago. So I think there are going to be lots of upsets, and I'm still picking the number one overall seed in Alabama. They got to get it done at some point. He is analyst on the ACC Network and co-host of The Drive on 93.9 FM in Louisville Tuesday and Wednesday from 3 to 6 p.m. Luke, great stuff. We appreciate it. And say hi to Oatmeal for us. I'll do it. Y'all have a great one. Thanks for having me. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.